Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Well, good morning again, everybody. We're in a series. There you go. Thank you. We're in a series called Change Forward. I wrote a book because there's no way that I could tell you everything that I wanted to tell you. And I would love to sit down with every one of you and have like a five-hour conversation about how to change your life forward, things that I've learned. So I, I know we can't do that. So I, want, I wrote a book. It's just for you. If you did not get a copy, it's free. I want you to pick up one as you're walking out of the building that you'll see right on the left, right as you walk out of the auditorium on the left, you can pick up your copy today. And I want to appreciate uh, those of you that have, have that actually opened it up, thank you so much. Thank you for picking it up and opening it up. And some of you are, have told me how much it's meant to you. So thank you so much for that. There's a, a picture of this guy right here. You may not know this guy. Do you might know who this guy is? Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, some of you, that's pretty good. You got that. Our 26th president of the United States. And I don't know a whole lot about Teddy Roosevelt but there is one thing that I do know about him. He made a statement that I think uh, uh, sort of affects all of us. And I want to give you that statement. His statement is this. He says, if you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of your trouble, you wouldn't be able to sit down for a month. <laughs> Amen, everybody. Amen. That's right. And I don't know about you, but most of my trouble that I have is caused by my mouth. Amen? I mean, it's called by what I, it's something I said. I said, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. There's times that I'm speaking and Rhonda's sitting in the back and I go, I watch her, she goes, oh. You know, it started the first time when I, when I started the first sermon that I ever gave, I was 17 years old. Uh, you know, that's when I felt like God had called me to preach and my dad was in church. And I remember saying something, I see my dad go, oh, he shouldn't have said that. So it's been a problem my whole life. I just have, have that. And when you're a pub, public figure and you speak a lot publicly, you, it's all recorded and people play it back to you, okay? Yes. Uh, matter of fact, the only time that my children listen to my sermons is when they use it against me. <laughs> Remember what you said, they play it back to you. But I would say to you today that our lives would get better if we could do this one thing. And I want to give you these three words that is this one thing that I want you to do. And I want you to say it with me, okay? I'm going to give you the three words and I want you to say them. You ready? Here we go. Watch your mouth. Let's say it. You ready? Come on. Here we go. Watch your mouth. Okay, I'm talking to you, all right? Just, hey, nudge your neighbor and say he's talking to you, all right? That's it. I'm talking to you. Okay, let's say our three words again. You ready? Here they are. Let's say them again. Ready? Come on. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. You got to watch your mouth. I've been told that many, 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 many times in my life as I was growing up and, and, and you know, so many times. And I'm sure none of you have experienced that. But it is true. Your life goes, changes forward when you begin to watch what you say. The Proverbs says it this way, Proverbs uh, 18 and 21. Look what the writer says. The tongue has the power of what, everybody? Life of life and death. The tongue has a, an amen to that, right? Boys killed. I tell you what, there's been many nights. I went to Ron and I did a date night, and I said the wrong thing. It just killed everything. Okay, nobody else but me. The quality of your words are going to determine the quality of your relationships. Did you hear that? The quality of your words is going to determine the quality of your relationships. 
And so in order for your relationships to get better, you have to watch your mouth. I don't care what, rela- I don't, in every relationship, I'm not just talking about marriage today or the dating relationship, I mean every relationship. If you want a better relationship with your parents, watch your mouth. You want a better relationship with your children, watch your mouth. You want a better relationship with your coworkers, watch your mouth, right? Because it is so, so important. Now, so I have this, the title of the message is this, how to give life to your relationships. So today, some of your relationships need a little CPR. <laughs> we're going to try to do that today, all right? Give a little CPR. And we're going to try to give a little life to them, all right? And then some of your relationships are doing very, very well, but we want to take them up a notch. Remember, it's change forward, everybody. And so I want to give you uh, three things today that I think are going to help you that I know will help you. They've helped me. So I know they will help you. Ready? Here we go. The first one is number one is change what you are saying to yourself. Change what you are saying to yourself. Now, why is this so important? Because here's what happens. What we think determines what we believe, and what we believe determines how we behave. Let me say that again. It's so important to to change what you're saying to yourself because what we think determines what we believe, and what we believe determines how we behave. And I've seen this over and over because many of us in this room have, we want to do something great, but every time we start to, we start having these thoughts that says, oh, you can't do that, and you're no good at this, and you're no good at that, and you'll never, this will never change. And here's where we have a problem. We have what we call an ant problem. An ant problem. Now, how many of you have ever seen, like after with these Georgia rains in the summertime, that you went to bed at night after, and it rained really hard at night, and you woke up, and your whole yard was full of ant mounds? Anybody ever experienced that besides me? Yeah. How many of you have ever come home to find a train of ants parading through your cabinets? Amen, everybody? And it's like, no, you're like, hey, no, you're not. You get rid of all of them. You kill every one of them. You're not, "Uh uh-uh, you are not living here. And you get rid of every one of them. You walk, you come back in the next day, they got a whole nother parade coming in, right? It's hard to get rid of ants, isn't it? Let me tell you about the ants once you get rid of it. It's an acrostic, and it stands for this. Here it is. It's going to be quick. It's coming on the screen. You ready? Automatic negative thoughts. We're going to leave that up just a moment so you can write it down. Ants are automatic negative thoughts. And ants will invade your mind and my mind, and it will hold you down, everybody. Amen? You don't don't need anybody to tear you down because you're tearing yourself down. Amen? And so we see that. So I want to give you a picture so you'll never forget what ants look like. Here it is. Here's a picture. Look at it. Isn't that gross? I saw that picture several years ago. I never forgot it. And so don't let the ants parade in your head. Those are parading out, so let's just keep them out of your head. Amen, everybody? All right, that's enough of that picture. All right. <laughs> Look what, what you got to understand is this, is that you cannot change if you keep talking to yourself the way you talk to yourself. I was playing golf with a friend of mine one, one day, a, a neighbor, and and we played golf, and every time he did a shot, he did a bad shot. He said, you stupid idiot. You are so dumb. Just hit the stupid ball right there. Can't you hit the stupid ball? I mean, loud. I'm talking about people three holes over was hearing him, and they got nervous because they thought he was talking to me. He said, there's a fight about to happen. 
And finally, after we'd played about five or six holes, and I finally, I said, listen, I said, would you please quit talking to my friend the way you're talking to him? Because I don't like the way you're talking to him. And he looked at me and said, what you talking about? I said, you keep yelling at yourself like that. And I don't, I said, you know what? I don't like people yelling at my friends like that. Would you please stop? He said, I got the message, Jeff. I talked to him, I talked to him about, I guess about three weeks ago. He said, Jeff, you remember when that happened? We talked about that incident. I said, yes, sir, I remember when that happened. He said, I want you to know something. My golf game gotten better and my friends cannot believe it's me because I don't yell at myself no more. <laughs> what are you yelling at yourself about? What are you saying? You stupid parent. You should be a better parent than you are. You know, you, you stupid student. You know, I should be able to get better grades than this. Well, you know, you stupid employee. We, we know what, I should be able to do better than this. What are you yelling at yourself about? And as long as you keep calling yourself stupid and telling yourself how bad you are, you're never going to get better. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The greatest voice that you need to hear encourage you is your voice. Why? Because you believe your voice over anybody else's voice. I could tell you, I could say, listen, you can do this and you can do that. And I, I could tell you, give you all and pump you up. But the whole time that if I'm encouraging you and inside you say, I can't do that, then it doesn't matter what I say. And if you keep saying that, it doesn't matter what the Holy Spirit says either because you're not moving. Amen. You've got to, you've got to listen to what you're saying to yourself. You see, going to counseling, a, a good counselor will tell you, a good counselor doesn't do a lot of talking. They ask a lot of questions because a good counselor will try to get, let you figure out the answer because once you say the answer to your problem, you will do it. If, if they just tell you, okay, here's what you need to do, you're not going to do it. But once you say it, then you're going to do it. And so I would just challenge you. Jesus said it this way. Look what he says. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Jesus answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and the most important commandment. Now watch this. The second most important commandment is this. Love your neighbor as who, everybody? Love your neighbor as yourself. Why is that important? Because you're always going to see people through the lens that you see yourself. If you see yourself negatively, you're always going to see everybody else negatively. You've got to see yourself differently. The best thing that you could do is tomorrow morning when you get up and you know, and you, matter of fact, why don't you just wait till you comb your hair and brush your teeth, all right? But look in the mirror and say, hey, I want you to know God loves you and I love you. Amen, everybody. Amen. I mean, listen, why don't you do that? Why don't tomorrow morning when you wake up, the first thing before you do anything else is look in the mirror and say, God loves you and I love you. It will change your life because most of us don't love ourselves. But God said in order to love others, you got to love yourself. That's not being prideful. You need a good, you need to hear yourself say to yourself, I love you. Okay. Nobody's going to do that. I can tell. So I'm going to get you. <laughs> Pull out the card, please. On the card, it says, I will say in the mirror daily, God loves me and so do I. Why don't you check that box so I can pray the Holy Spirit help you? 
You need to be told every day that you love. Why not let your voice say it? You believe it more than anybody else's. Wouldn't it change, wouldn't it change your day? If, man, if you got up and faced your family knowing that you was loved by God and that you love yourself? Okay. All right. So what's our three words that we're saying? Ready? Here we go. Watch your mouth. Let's say it again. You ready? What is it? Watch your mouth. So watch what you're saying to yourself, that internal voice as well. So how to give life to your relationships? Here we go. Speak words of life to others. Speak words of life to others. Again, we're going back to the proverb, Proverbs 18 and 20 and 21. It says this. Look what it says. He says, make your words good and you'll be glad you did. Amen, everybody. Make your words good and you'll be glad you did. Now, let's just read these ne this next statement. Words can bring death or... Oh, my goodness. Yes, they can. You agree with that? You ever said something good and somebody said, man, that's great. I, I sure do appreciate you. It makes you feel good. But you say the wrong thing. Woo! It gets ugly quick, doesn't it? Okay, you don't live in my world, I guess. And he goes on to say, then talk too much and you will eat everything you say. Okay, here, here, what I'm about to tell you is why you come today. Okay, here it is. This is going to take your life forward. This is it. You can never feel good about something that you keep talking bad about. You can never feel good about something that you keep talking bad about. That job that you have, you're never going to like it as long as you keep talking bad about it. Amen. Going that that class that that teacher that you know that school that that class you have to take. You're never gonna you're never gonna do good in that class as long as you keep talking bad about it. Never ever ever. You you're never ever gonna appreciate the community that you live in if you keep talking bad about it. You're never gonna love your country if you keep talking bad about it, and you never will like your church a whole lot if you keep talking bad about it. Amen, everybody. Amen. You, you will never, that car that you drove up in, you know, you will never like it that much if you keep talking about this piece of junk I got to drive. It, that house you live in, you know, that is a shelter over your head, you will never enjoy it if you keep, well, I just got an old cracker box house. That's all I got, you know. Not big as nothing, you know. Just bad. Just you talk about it. The way you talk about that, you never feel good about the things that you talk bad about. And here we go. Let's take it up another level. Can you handle it? Here we go. You ready? You will never feel good about the people that you talk bad about. What's wrong with my marriage? Well, I'll tell you what's wrong. You up with your girlfriend and your boyfriend saying, well, that sorry low life thing I'm married to. How are you, how are you going to feel good about that? How, how are you going to, how are you going to, you know, you, you're having trouble with your parents. You're a teenager. You're like, okay, you know, I just hate being at home. Well, let me tell you why you hate it. Because you keep talking bad about them. Amen, everybody. And then your relationship with your children. Well, we're just not on the same page. Well, I'll tell you why you're not on the same page. Because you keep telling them how bad they are. And you keep talking bad about them to everybody else. 
Amen, everybody. You will never feel good about anybody that you talk bad about. Listen, if you want your relationships to go up, change your conversation. Are you hearing me? Listen, I, you say, well, they don't know I said that. It doesn't matter that they know that you said it. You said it. And listen, the Bible says from the heart, the mouth speaks. And if you're saying it to somebody else, that means you feel it and you're giving the vibe whether you're saying it or not. <clears throat> That's all right. That's all right. You don't have to amen me. You don't have to. I, say, I know I'm speaking the truth. You know why I know? Because I've lived it. Ron, listen, when Ronda when and I was at our struggling moments, what we realized is that if I kept saying how bad she was, I could never, ever move closer to her. Yeah. Well, and she certainly didn't want to move closer to me if I was saying bad things about her and to her. Amen? Yeah. Why do we think that we can go just chew everybody else and have a great relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I know this is better than you thought it was going to be. I know it. Those of you watching at home, that's right. Mm-mm-mm. Let me tell you why. Because your words are the steering wheel in your relationship. Your words are the steering They're going to drive you somewhere. They're, they're always turning you in one direction or another. And so either your words are turning you to someone or they're turning you away from someone. There's no middle ground. Your words are the steering wheel. And that's why we say at SEC, this is one of our SEC saying, if you don't like what you're seeing, maybe you need to watch what you're saying. The best thing can help you in your relationship is this. If you don't like what you're seeing, watch what you're saying about them and to them. Mm. Let's say our three words, everybody. You ready? Come on, let's say them out loud. Watch your mouth. Mm. Watch your mouth. Psalms uh, 19 and 14, look what it says. I love this passage. It's one that I've committed to memory. I hope you will too. It'll take your life up. Here we go. May the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart be pleasing. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, my rock, my redeemer. You see, when you pray that every day, when you say that every day to God, all of a sudden he gives you a check before you say it. Before you can talk bad about something, the Holy Spirit say, oh, no, no, no. You just told me to watch your mouth and heart. And I'm reminding you right now, you don't say that. See, I got an advantage over some of you because I pray, I pray this prayer. I ask God and, and the Holy Spirit keeps me from opening up my big mouth many times. Because right, be right before I do, right before I step into that, now I've started to like say something negative about somebody or something, the Holy Spirit reminds me, oh, no, you don't talk like that. It changes everything. You know, I read a statement one time. It said that an article talked about what people wanted to hear in their lives. There's two phrases that everybody wants to hear. Two phrases. The first one is, I love you. Everybody wants to hear that phrase, I love you. And the second phrase is, I forgive you. I forgive you. You know, I told you to look into the mirror in the morning when you get up and look in the mirror and say, God loves you and so do I. You know, that's why you need to say that maybe to yourself first. I love you and I forgive you. Because some of you feel like that you can't be loved because you've not forgiven yourself. Why don't you forgive yourself so that you can feel loved by yourself and God? Amen? Amen. 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 Forgive yourself. Every one of us have done things that we regret. And, and, we, and, and listen, all of us have done stupid things. You say, well, you don't know how stupid I've been. Oh, no. We've all been stupid. Amen? Amen. And so why don't you just quit? Uh, forgive yourself. 
and say, I love you. Matter of fact, let me just ask you this question. Who do you need to say those words to? Who hasn't heard that in a while? Please don't be like the jerk that I did a wedding one time for. Did a wedding one time for this couple and you know, they did the vows and said, I love you. And this guy says, you know, pastor, thank you so much. And her wedding said, so you know what? Now I've said, I love you to her. And then if I ever change my mind, I'll let her know. I said, you know what? You're an idiot. Of course, they don't come to church here anymore. <laughs> That's right. Calls somebody an idiot, they're not showing back up to the church. Remember what I said? Your words of the steering wheel run them right off the road. <laughs> but don't be like that. Don't be like that. Proverbs, look what it says, Proverbs 17, 27. I love this one. A person of knowledge uses words with what, everybody? And a person of understanding is what? Even tempered. So you can be wise and watch your mouth. Or you can be stupid and let every thought that comes to your mind come out of your mouth. And let me just tell you something. Let me set some of you free. Just because you think it, you don't have to say it. <laughs> just, because, just because it comes to your mind, you don't have to say it. Oh, I, man, I'm saving you a lot. Boy, your life's going to change, change forward. That's right. If you, can, if you get this, this is the best message you're going to hear all year. If you get this message today, it'll change your life. Change your family. It'll change your life. I was reading a book one time by a guy named Chris Voss. He was an FBI agent. Um, he was actually a, a hostage negotiator. He, he wrote a book called Never Split the Difference. And he shared a story how that he was uh, in New York City and that there was a bank robbery. And it went bad. And so the robbers took hostages. And he was called into the scene. He said the guy that had been there before was arguing with the guy on the phone, you know, the, the guy that had taken the hostages. And, and so he was, uh, he, was, he was all upset. And he was like, you know, they started shooting people and it was bad. And his job, he said, my job was to, to get control of the situation and try to get everybody out there being harmed. He said, I got on the phone with the guy and I realized he was very, very hostile because the guy before him had been talking to him. He said, what I realized I had to do in order to get control of the situations, I had to change my tone. He said, I went into what's called the late night DJ voice. Hello, everybody. It's 10 o'clock. Aren't you glad you're listening to this radio? He said, I went into that voice because it was so calming. And he said, not only that, but I had to smile while I was talking to someone who had just murdered someone. He said, when I realized when I changed my tone and one of the ways that I kept my tone is I made myself smile as I was talking. He said, it was amazing. After that conversation, I was able to convince this guy to surrender. It was changed my tone. When you change your tone, it's amazing how they will change their tone. Oh, I'm going to give you one. Here's a big one right here. You ready? Here it is. Change your tone and change your home. What's wrong in my house? I'll tell you what's wrong. There's too much of this going on. There's too much. Of, you never do this and you never do that. And you never do this. You need to quit this. You need to quit that. And there's too much of that going on. And as long as all that's going on, 
You're never going to have harmony in your home. Change your tone, change your home. Amen, everybody? Change your tone, change your home. So I have another next step for you. Here it is. I will do my best to speak words of life to others. Will you check that box? See, this is one that changes your life. You say, well, man, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're five or you're 105. You do this, it changes your world, changes your world. Okay, so let me just say this before we move on. There's a quote on your outline there by Corey Ten Boom. We'll get to just in a moment. But before I do that, I want to tell you that, you know, one of the greatest places to practice this is at is church. Because at church, you already got your nice home. And let me just say, thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you just had an argument with somebody out there in the car. But when you got out, you went, hey, how y'all doing? How you doing all right? You doing? Yeah, you're doing good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You left that in the car. Thank you. I know it's waiting on you when you get back, but thank you. Yes. Thank you. That's why we keep talking about growth track around here. Listen to me. I've been to pastor's church for 26 years. The one thing that I hear people say that have gone off the deep end say this, my life was the best when we were in church. Not when we were going to church once a month, once every three months, once every six weeks. Not if we were watching online every once in a while. No, 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 no. We were in church. And that means they were involved. Why? Because when you're involved and you're serving, you've got to put nice on. Some of you, and, and, and it's a reminder of how to do it. See, because some of you forgot how to do it. And so when you come to church, it's a reminder, oh, I need to be nice. I've got to be nice. Yes, I've got to be nice. I'm in church. I've got to be nice. And so you get used to being nice, and it's all of a sudden you take it home with you. Amen. And then you, then you take it to school with you, and then you take it to work with you. And before you know it, your life is changed forward, everybody. Amen. So why don't you just go ahead and check the box and come to growth track before the end of the year? Why don't you go ahead? If you haven't done that, why don't you just check the box? Because we want to help you, your life go forward. And the greatest thing we can do is help you uh, learn how to serve in church not every day of the week, at least once a month, and it will just change your life. Okay. Number three. Here we go. Number three is this. Is speak words of faith in God. Speak words of faith in God. It is amazing to me how much anxiety and depression is flowing in our country and in our community. You see, when you begin to look at what's happening, the root of this what causes more anxiety and more depression is when we get inward focus. We focus on ourselves because we think, I got to fix this. And we look at ourselves for all of our answers. And here's what I want to show. You know, when you look, you know, it's not about your inlook and it's not about your uh, outlook. It's always about your uplook, everybody. Amen to God. That's why Corey Ten Boone said this, who was, who was actually a, a, person, a prisoner in a concentration camp, of, of one of the German concentration camps. This is what she said. Look, it's coming up on your, uh, or it's on your outline, I should say. It says this, if you look to the world, you will be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look at God, you will be what, everybody? At rest. And that's what we need. We need to look at God. And so we got we to start talking faith, everybody. Look what the Bible says. And again, here in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, look what he says. We live by faith and not by what, everybody? By sight. 
And look at the next verse with me. We see in Mark's gospel, Jesus says this. Jesus said, and all things are what, everybody? Possible for the one who? And see, it's hard to believe when you're talking bad about God. When you're talking bad about God, it's hard to believe, everybody. You know, because so many people I run into say, you know, they just slam God. They throw God under the bus, and, and they do it in a nice kind of way. They'll say, you know what? Well, I'm glad he answered prayer for you, but he didn't do it for me. And when you do that, you're talking bad about God. And how in the world can we build a generation of faith and, a gener and the next generation, how can we raise them up in our faith if we're always throwing God on the bus and tell them how he didn't answer our prayers? Amen, everybody. I want to tell you, we have to be people of faith, and that means we got a confidence in God that God can do what we cannot do. And even though things are bad, it'll get better with God. Amen. That's called hope. And if there's one thing our world needs right now more than ever needs hope, and let me tell you something, I am confident today that God can do it. I don't know what, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know when he's going to do it, but every day I get up, I'm looking for God to do some things in my life. How about you? Amen. I just met a lady that's walking into our church today, and she was saying, Pastor, God is taking care of my body. I've got cancer, but it's getting better, and I believe he's going to heal me. That's life, my friend. That's life. Amen. My dad, my dad, my dad, you know, who's, who's almost blind and, and he can't see, but, but every day he gets up looking that the day may be the day that God's going to heal me. That's how he lives. He's through hope, everybody. It's faith in God. And see, I just want you to know that you can't live without that. You can't live without hope. And it's worth, we have to have faith. Faith gives us hope, everybody. With there's no faith, there is no hope. And I love the next verse on your outline, 1 John 4 and 4. Look what it says. You are God and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater. Notice that, is greater than he who is in the world, everybody. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I have something I want to show you. Watch this. little container out of here come away here a little get them out here there we go got my little balloons here everybody we're gonna have a party <laughs> when I'm holding these balloons here what's different about them the color right that's the only thing that's say okay well that's evident well it's the color well, I'll tell you something. That's not what's different here. I mean, that is different. Let me say, that is different, but that's not the main difference. It's not what you can see that's the greatest difference. It's what you can't see that's the difference. You see, it's not about what's on the exterior. It's about what's on the interior that makes you strong. Amen. And see, faith is, what, faith is what makes you fly, everybody. You're, you're saying, what's wrong with my life? Why can't I get better? Why do I feel this way? I'll tell you, if your faith is dead, then something on the inside of you is dying. But if you're filled with faith, then it's amazing what can happen. All kinds of things can come against you, and they will. You're going to have difficult times. You're going to have bad times. But look what happens. You can knock me down, but I'm going to get up again, everybody. Amen? 
You said, Pastor, I've lost my job. What am I going to do? You're going to believe God, and you're going to get up again. Amen. Pastor, Pastor, my children drive me crazy. What am I going to do? You're going to pray for the Almighty God. And... That is just like our children, isn't it? Isn't that just like our children? Make us sweat it out, right? you got to have extra faith. Amen. And you're going to, well, Pastor, in my marriage, you just don't know what am I going to do. You're going to have faith and rise again. That's what you're going to do. My, I've been broke, oh God, financially, Pastor. I'm broke. What am I going to do? You're going to have faith and get up again, everybody. You can't stay down. Well, you got faith inside of you. It's not about you. It's about Almighty God. And He's moving in your life. 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 It's faith, everybody. Hallelujah. You can't keep me down. Why? Because it's not who I am. It's who's inside of me. Amen? And it's who's inside of you. Who's inside? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. How are you going to live your life, everybody? How are you going to do it? You can stand. Everybody can stand. How are you going to live your life? Are you going to live it with faith or without faith? Because if you choose no God, then I have no answer for you. But if you choose God, i got an answer for you, my friend. Oh, life will knock you down, but the Bible says the righteous, the righteous may fall seven times, but they rise again. Amen. We're a room full of people who refuse to give up on God. And when I refuse to give up on God, I refuse to give up on my relationships. And I refuse to give up on what He can do. Faith. Faith. We got to quit talking bad about God, everybody. Quit saying, well, He hadn't done it for me. I don't know why He does it for them, but He hadn't done it for me. And we got to let faith arise. Now, let me tell you how, how we build our faith. We build our faith by saying praise to God. See, worshiping God is not really just about God. It's about you because it does something inside of you that raises your faith. And so today, what we're going to do in order to close is this. I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ because until you say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life, you got nothing. But once he comes in, all of a sudden, your life starts up. We're going to pray that prayer. Then after that prayer, we're going to sing a song, a special song. It's called Raise a Hallelujah. And I want you to prepare to raise your hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Let's pray this prayer. Father, right now in the name of your son, Jesus, there's people in this room right now that do not have a relationship with you. They know, oh God, that they are lost. And Lord, they're struggling because they've been trying to do it all on their own. Lord, they've said a prayer before, but God, today, today is to make you Lord. And so right now, God, in this room, and Lord, those that are watching online right now, they're saying this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins and save me, God, because I need you. I can't do it on my own. Lord, I need your help. I need you to forgive me of my sins. And Lord, help me to do what you want me to do. And not just what I want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give God a hand for those that just prayed that prayer? Amen. Now, if that's you... There's many in this room that did that. I want you to check that box on your card so I can send you something and pray for you. 
the rest of us, our, our worship team's coming now, and they're going to begin to sing this song, I Raise a Hallelujah. Don't let them just sing this song. Amen. I want you to sing this song, and I'm going to sing it. Amen. And we're going to fill our faith tank up today. Amen. Come on, let's sing, everybody. Let's worship God. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.